Well, it's draft week, and we got a lot of questions still left to be answered regarding the Arizona Cardinals roster. What free agents are still out there as we approach draft day? And who is Steve Kime going to draft? We're doing a mock draft Monday Steve Kime style on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. It is draft week. It's exciting, scary. Um, the future of the Arizona Cardinals roster we'll know a lot more about come 96 hours from now. I'm Alex Clancy. Follow me. On Twitter at Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast and Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Today, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So this is going to be kind of a different pod today as we are looking the 2022 first round of the NFL draft straight in the face come Thursday evening, and then obviously through the weekend we'll find out what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do to uh, bring some youth infusion into this roster with several holes still net needed to be filled and so many different ways Steve Kime can go with the Cardinals having a pick in each of the first three rounds. It kind of made me want to take a step back and look at who's left, who the Cardinals have signed, and you know, in, in comparison to the 2021 season, where have the Cardinals taken the biggest step back position-wise? Talk about that first segment. Second segment, there's some free agents still out there, veterans that can make immediate impact. Obviously, uh, some will have a higher uh, you know, cap hit than what a rookie would if the Cardinals were to draft a rookie and that's still the same position. But we'll talk about those names that are still out there. Some big-name guys that are two years removed from being at the top of the game in the NFL. And I've done mock drafts the way I think the mock drafts should go, the way I think the actual draft should go. I did one as Steve Kime, and we'll see. Uh, it's, it's glaringly different from how I conduct mock drafts when I do them. Uh, so we got a jam-packed show today. So the Cardinals have lost some players. They've added some players. And they've stood pat pretty much in different you – know, in, in, in other positions. And it made me think, you know, as, again, the draft approaches – the needs that the Cardinals had going into last year, which are more glaring from those same positions of need going into a calendar year ago. And when you look at, so say, so Chase Edmonds left. Okay. So that is of impact for sure. But is it of the most impact? No. Christian Kirk gone impact. Definitely of the most impact. No. Um, You know, you, with corners, it's it's a little it's a little different because the Cardinals kind of stood pat. Um, you know, obviously Malcolm Butler unretired and went and played back in New England. The Cardinals signed Jeff Gladney. Fine, it's been status quo, even though that was one of the most glaring needs the Cardinals had going into last season. Still remains the same. I think the biggest um, vacation. I don't think that's the right way to use that the most talent vacated from position of need starting last season that is even worse this season 
is pass rush with Chandler Jones leaving. I think that's the biggest issue the Cardinals have going into the 2022 season, even though I've been pounding the table for Zion Johnson to go 23 overall in, interior offensive lineman from Boston College, which would be a plug-and-play guy to protect Kyler Murray. Because, say with me, if Kyler Murray is not protected, none of this is going to work. Um, but you look at pass rush now. You tell me. This is with the caveat that Vance Joseph chooses to move Isaiah Simmons or Zayvon Collins into that role, which is possible. They both have the body for it. Isaiah Simmons is a little bit more athletic, more quick twitch than, than Zayvon Collins is. Zayvon Collins is a little bit better in coverage. So if you want to figure out if he's the next Hassan Reddick before it's too late and that's the plan for this year, cool, I can get behind that. But as of now, Marcus Golden – What else? Who else, I mean? What will this pass rush look like? Sure, you, you can pepper J.J. Watt in there, but if you're going to have an every-down pass rusher, is he on the roster yet? Looking at where we were at the end of, two, uh, sorry, two seasons ago, at the end of the 2020 season, going into 2021, I'm like, oh, these are the things that need to get improved upon. Now, the Cardinals signed James Conner. Great. Needed help in the running back room. The Cardinals traded for Zach Ertz midseason. Great. Uptick there. Even though Max Williams was playing fine until he got injured, you know, it was out for the year. But you never expected. Max Williams was the prize of the year through four or five games before he got injured. And then, you know, you had DeAndre Hopkins, and they decided to sign A.J. Green to one-year six mil upwards of eight. And that was what they were rolling with. And it seemed like through the first, obviously, you know, half of the season that everything was rolling just fine and then injuries happened and then everything fell off a cliff. What happens with the cornerback room is going gonna, is gonna to interest me the most because as of now, you're rolling with Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson. That's who you're rolling with. And obviously, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top. Like, that's your CB1 and CB2, I guess. Are you good with that going into 2022? Now, I know that, you know, people like things sugarcoated, like, oh, it's going to be fine. They've got draft picks. There's some time in free agency. We're six weeks into free agency, baby. That There's still time left because, oh, what Steve Kime does is he finds gems later in free agency. Why not go for the ones that are proven to be successful? Call me crazy. Um, we're 96 away. 96 hours away from draft day. Like, have the Cardinals gotten better since free agency started? Let me ask you that. I I don't think so. Have they stayed the same? Maybe. Maybe. Like, you know that you're not going to pay Christian Kirk that buku amount of money that he got. Chase Edmonds, if they would have said, you know what, that's the money that Chase Edmonds is going to get, maybe bring him back. But it seems like what Steve Kime is going to do, and I'm going to get to this in the third segment, is overcorrect again regarding what he did the first couple years that Kyler Murray was quarterback through the draft. He's going to go offensive heavy. We'll see. Um, but it's, it's going to be exciting regardless. And I'm curious to see what they do with the cornerback room, what they do with the linebackers, with the pass rushers with the interior of the defensive line, with the interior of the offensive line, with the wide receiver, with the running back, legitimately every position on this roster 
not named wide receiver one, the safety room and the quarterback need to be improved upon. And the Cardinals have pretty much sat on their hands. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next handful of days leading up to the draft and then leading into uh, training camp. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. That's not to say that there aren't some free agents out there that can be had for a fraction of what their contracts were not a couple years ago. I will talk about, I'll run down a list. There's some pretty interesting names of, you know, names that people know. I'll talk about that next. Locked on Cardinals. First, athletic greens. Okay. We've been talking about athletic greens for a little while now. AG1 is the product that I ingest every morning to get what my body needs to go get going in the morning. I don't like to, you know, make smoothies or, you know, take time to chop up fruit and yogurt and honey and all that stuff and use whatever. It's not my thing. Okay. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. Okay. Again, I started taking AG1 because I'm lazy and because I get up super early in the morning and I want something that is super easy to ingest that doesn't taste bad and that'll make my body get ready to roll early in the morning. AG1 has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Need I say more? I will. Uh, it's lifestyle-friendly. doesn't matter if you're gluten, paleo, vegan, whatever. AG1, good to go. Contains less than one gram of sugar. So you're not eating sugar bombs in the morning that's going to make you feel good for like 10 minutes, and then you're going to crash. It has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. That checks the box of me not wanting to eat something because it's good for me even though it doesn't taste good. That's not what AG1 does. Supports better sleep quality and recovers support. Um, it, uh, it helps mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens is the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iteration, iterations and third-party party testing. Um, it costs you less than $3 a day. So instead of your you know pumpkin spice whatever, you can take AG1 and it'll make your body feel good. Um, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements, which is cool. You don't have to go to all the different stores and take 38 pills and hope you don't choke on them. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Um, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NFL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked on is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick -pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts at thurs on Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern, available on the Locked On NFL on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. So as I mentioned last segment, there's, you know, some holes that the Cardinals still have to fill. And, you know, they bringing back Zach Ertz and James Conner is great. Hey, nobody's saying those are bad moves. That's great. They, by all accounts, you know, Zachary seems to be in line to retire in Arizona Cardinal, which is great. Okay. 
He had an immediate impact last year. James Conner obviously was the focal point of this offense, it seemed, from week one through week 17 when he, when he was on the field and not injured. Now, James Conner, that's a tricky one, and I've talked about this a lot because it's important to talk about. He can't be an 80% touch guy. Most running backs in the NFL cannot be 80% of the touches guy. I mean, Derrick Henry, like, if you've been listening to me for a long time, I'm calling it, I call it getting Arian Foster. Arian Foster was the best running back I've ever seen for like three or four years, and then that was it. Because he touched the ball 400 times a year. These people are human beings. So if you're relying on one running back as your offense, Christian McCaffrey, it's not going to work for an extended period of time. So even though they signed James Conner to a lucrative deal for running back, even though, you know, this was his first contract and he was, it was well-deserved after what happened last season, he's got to only touch the ball 60% of the time. Otherwise it's not sustainable. You want him for 17 weeks in the playoffs. Yes. You want him to touch the ball two or three times inside the five yard line. Absolutely. But circumstantially aside, in just this traditional flow of a game plan, you don't want him touching the ball 30 times a game for the first five weeks because it's not going to last as it should it with any human being. Okay. So with the running back position specifically, I know there are some, you know, Benjamin Truthers out there. Sure. Let's see. There's a chance if, if, if Steve Kime doesn't draft a running back or sign one, there's a chance that, you know, Benjamin is going to get a shot. And I know he went to ASU. That's fantastic. I know the homerism is real for Eno Benjamin. I think we would have seen it already in bigger gaps than some free than some pre uh, preseason games and a burst or two during the regular season when Chase Edmonds or James Conner were out to really give him the throne of, ru- of running back two in Cliff's system. I just I don't think that's an irrational thing to say. We haven't seen it. So with that, there are some free agents out there that pique my interest. Because again, the Cardinals are going to need to add players in the draft and in free agency still. They have an incomplete roster. And that's not ideal. So names just running down positions of need for the Cardinals. Okay. There are some wide receivers out there still. You know, Odo Beckham, Julio Jones, uh, Cole Beasley. Jarvis Landry, you know, do, do any of those jump off the page? Um, it, it's this is kind of where we are with you know Emmanuel Sanders, who's thirty five. Like, is this where we're at? Are these the names that you're hoping will come sign with the Cardinals to, to bolster the the bolster the wide receiver room? I think they should sign Julio Jones, one hundred percent. I think Julio Jones has the highest floor of all the guys I just mentioned, including Odo Beckham Jr. Odo Beckham Jr. is a scheme fit guy. When he has space, when he's wide receiver two slash three, the third option, like the Rams offense, Cooper Cup was wide receiver one and two. Odo Beckham got one-on-one coverage everywhere. Odo Beckham's not used to one-on-one coverage ever. So I don't think that that's necessarily a rinse and repeat in a different system. But I would take Julio Jones. I would take Julio Jones and then draft a wide receiver in the second or third round, personally. Now, moving on to another position, of because there are many. The running backs, Melvin Gordon, Sony Michelle, Alex Collins, David Johnson, Darrell Williams. Yuck. Like, I still think Melvin Gordon has something left in the tank. I do. I think he's going to want more money than he, than he thinks 
he's going to want more money, more money than he deserves. And that's kind of been the scheme, the thing with him. He sat out or, you know, uh, uh, said he was going to hold out with the Chargers, and then he went to Denver, didn't get that much money. And Javante Williams pretty much said, boop, my turn, please. Philip Lindsay, my turn, please. So if you want to prove a deal like, like James Conner got last year, Melvin, Melvin Gordon is much better than a lot of running backs in this league. So if that's the plan, if it's like $3 million for one year, you know, you sign me up for a guy like Melvin Gordon unless you're going to draft one. Um, interior defensive line, Akeem Hicks, Sheldon Richardson, Malik Jackson, and Dominican Sue. You know, these guys have been journeymen over the last handful of years. Will it, would it be, would any of those guys be an improvement on what the Cardinals have now? Yes. Yes. Because you're looking at Lecky Fotu, Rashad Lawrence, Zach Allen, if he moves inside, like the Cardinals need help on the interior of the defensive line. That's another glaring need the Cardinals have. Uh, Edge, Jadavian Clowney, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram. You know, like I think Melvin Ingram would be a perfect plug and play guy for this team. Perfect plug and play. He's a little bit older, but again, he's going to be an improvement on what the Cardinals have right now. And that's something more to look at instead of, oh, no, he's burnt out. Well, is he better than what the Cardinals have now? It's kind of the step up you, you need, that you need to take here. And, you know, like that's that's where we are. Those are the names. Like that's a Pro Bowl list. That's a Pro Bowl list three or four years ago. And now this is where, you know, the NFL journey kind of takes a turn for players. Obviously different ages for different positions. But there's still players to be had probably at a – you know, a market-friendly price for the Cardinals. And that needs to be coupled with the draft. We're going into this like we did last year. The Cardinals, like, the draft is supposed to accent the roster that you have. Sure, every team has needs. Every Obviously, every, time, every team has glaring needs. Got it. And not all teams rely upon the draft to build out impact makers for their roster when the season's, you know, around the corner for 2022. It's, it's not like Steve. So we're in a situation now where we're trusting Steve Kine to do something. He's been the worst at in the NFL since like 2014 to make this roster better. That's where we are. I'm going to leave you with that for all the Steve Kine truthers out there. I'm sorry. You can trust, you can believe in something that hasn't happened yet. I will believe in what I've seen up to this point. And what I've seen up to this point is the antithesis of what people think Steve Kime will be able to do because he hasn't done it yet. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. I'm going to give you Steve Kime's mock draft. The one I did as Stevie baby next segment. First built bar. This is the time of year where you get nervous about the draft. If you're Cardinals fans, but you also get excited because built bar is here year round built bar. Okay, let me run this down. I hope, like, I want to get a listener on and just have them recite what I do and do the live read for me once because I feel like all of you should be able to recite this because Built Bar is the best protein bar out there. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You've heard it all before. They're all chocolate covered. They got the best flavors out there. There were blind taste tests done from Built Bar and candy bars, and Built Bars would win. If that doesn't tell you enough about flavor, I don't know what's going to. I honestly don't, don't know what will. They have these protein-infused marshmallow puffs 
that are covered in chocolate, bunch of protein, good for you. Okay. Like you can eat your grizzly protein bar or make a big breakfast that's going to be worth 17 grams of protein, or you can take six bites, ingest this incredible specimen, and you're good to go for your protein for the morning and into the afternoon. Go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, final segment. It's mock draft Monday. It's a Stevie Baby Kime mock draft Monday. Um, I don't really know how to feel about it. I kind of feel dirty a little bit. You can follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner, follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, so for those that have listened, for those that haven't, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. This is your first show. This is your second show listening. Thank you. Uh, I The apple of my eye is Zion Johnson 23 at 23 overall for the Cardinals. Guard Boston College. Played on the left side, sandwiched between Rodney Hudson and DJ Humphreys. That's what Kyler Murray dreams are made of. And I know, I know that drafting a wide receiver would be fun at 23. I know. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to watch. It'd be awesome to cover. It'd be awesome to see Kyler Murray throw it to a new young weapon. And I've gone on record and will continue to say the Cardinals don't deserve to draft a wide receiver because they haven't done their homework. They haven't eaten their vegetables. They haven't done what was necessary in an effort to build a strong enough foundation to be able to draft a wide receiver at 23 overall. That is my stance. And I, I like, I, I, I'll make, I can make the argument 100% for drafting a wide receiver at 23. I get it for sure. I, I know the upside of it. The DeAndre Hopkins, you know, wide receiver too. Have an AJ Green come back and have him be whatever. You know, I get it. I get it. Um, it's still not enough for me to think that I'm drafting wide receiver 23 overall. With all the glaring needs elsewhere is the right move. So what I did was I got a barf bag. Okay, I got it. Got a barf bag. And I did a mock draft as Steve Kine. Okay, it wasn't at a country concert. It wasn't not answering questions at um, press conferences where he didn't know the, what the question was going to be already. It wasn't shying away when things went bad. I wasn't doing any of that like he does, but I drafted how I think he's going to draft come Thursday and through the weekend during the 2022 NFL draft. So at 23 overall, through no surprise to anybody, I had him taking an under six feet wide receiver, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, because this is what Steve Kime does. What Steve Kime does is, he thinks that he's the smartest person in the room. He's going to draft how he wants. And he thinks that that's going to translate to the field when it legitimately never happened. I'll let you sit with that for a second. Aside from drafting Kyler Murray unopposed, where he was gambling on the future of the organization in a selfish manner, Kyler Murray luckily worked out, I think. I'm having him take just Jahan Dotson, 5'11", out of Penn State, he at least has played outside a lot in college, but um, Steve Kime will be Steve Kime. Passing on the interior of the offensive line, passing on the edge rushers, passing on the corner. You could potentially take the second best corner off the board at 23 overall. Nope, wide receiver. Because you know why? Steve Kime's going to do what Steve Kime wants to do. Second round pick. Probably should take a corner here, edge rusher. Offensive lineman because you haven't addressed any of those positions yet. Nope. 
Steve Kime in my draft is going Brees Hall running back out of Iowa State. Now, for those that have listened a bunch, thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day for the available on all platforms. I'm the apple of my eye in the second round is Brees Hall also out of Iowa State. Three down back would be a perfect compliment to James Conner. That was under the assumption that Zion Johnson would be the pick at 23 overall. Now, if Steve Kime drafts a wide receiver 23 overall, there is no way in everything that exists that my mock draft would read offense would read running back at, at 55. There's no way. There's no way. Glaring needs, edge rusher, interior defensive line, offensive line, corner, just everything. But I think Steve Kime, the overcorrection genius, will go offense, offense, be like, okay, Kyler, okay, you're not getting enough weapons? Here you go. Here you go, buddy. Here are your weapons. And when and if it doesn't work, then we have a back, we have a back room way of saying, you know what? Nope, you don't deserve that contract extension. Steve Kime, man. Makes all the sense in the world that he would think this way. First round, 5'11 wide receiver, Jahan Dotson. Second round, running back when the Cardinals need so many things, so many other places. And the third round pick, I have Drake Jackson, edge rusher out of USC. Now, this is a pick that I could get behind, but I feel like a second round pick, second round edge rusher is much more important than a third round guy from the Pac-12. This is where I think Steve Kime will go. Wide receiver first round, Jahan Dotson. Second round, Brees Hall running back out of Iowa State. Third round, Drake Jackson, edge rusher, USC. I think that it, if it were to transpire that way, you know, I, I don't think the Cardinals would be in the best position to win. I just don't. Because... It's so, there's so much, like, wide receivers are ready to play a lot sooner than they used to be. Sure, that is true. Wide receivers are getting paid more in their second contract than they ever have been. That's also true. The Cardinals have so many more glaring needs in a wide receiver, even though wide receiver is a glaring need, that that's why it would be absolutely ridiculous if the Cardinals drafted a wide receiver 23 overall, in my opinion. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. We got three more podcasts, man. And then it's draft day. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out if Steve Kime has learned for the first time ever what to do when his team has specific glaring needs. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Now make sure to make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker. These dudes know what they're doing. 30 minutes a day. They'll break everything down from Team 1 to Team 32, including the Cardinals, free and available on all platforms. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.